0: Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends, I'm so pleased today on JCB Live to introduce you an amazing person, an incredible, charismatic, eloquent leader in the world of wine, George Soleas. He is visiting California. He's the president and CEO of the fantastic LCBO, one of the biggest leading retailers in the world of wine and spirits. From Ontario, Canada.
1: So, George, welcome. Bonsoir, mon ami. Bonsoir. À Bonavista aujourd'hui. Oh, it's it's exciting to be here. I'm I'm just delighted to uh, to be with my friend Jean Charles Boisé here at uh, Bonavista.
0: And I was looking forward to this. Oh, and look well, at Well, and dear friends, I've asked impromptu to George. would he accept to tell us about? All the great things he's doing in Canada and leading a billion and billion and billions of sales of a company, one of the most professional in the world of wine, as well as, we hope, a little bit of his path and history because he has an incredible journey from the moment he came historically from Greece to Canada. So, George,
1: welcome. What a better way to start this with a bubble. Thank you. you. Thank you for inviting me. I Always. i so excited to be here.
0: And dear friends, over 20 years of friendship, I've had the pleasure to see George from leading one phenomenal department at the LCBO to today running it. So this is the ultimate American dream.
1: You're absolutely right. You know, I've been coming to California for 36 years now. My first visit was in 1986. And I can tell you, it is... Probably the number one destination for me in my entire life and my family as well. To your beautiful
0: family, great children, fabulous wife, Christine, cheers. And hopefully you come back again next time. Oh, for sure. So, George, you are doing major speeches and presentation as you came here on some phenomenal topics which are so important to all of
1: us. Would you share with us? Those so great discussion. We're, um, we're here talking about sustainability and, uh, you know, sustainability for us, it's really not a new concept. Yeah. In fact, uh, when the LCBO was created in 1927, mm. it was really created to bridge social responsibility with uh, business development in the province of Ontario at a time when the province was going through a very a crisis prohibition. There's a lot of divisiveness, right? But we are, as an organization... Did
0: Canada actually go through prohibition? Yeah, absolutely. Well. I
1: mean, that's when prohibition ended in 1927. That's when the LCBO was created. So we, as an organization, we are, uh, we have significant influence. Yeah, We are, as you said, one of the largest retailers and wholesaler of beverage alcohol in the world. Yeah, uh, And as such, with great uh, influence comes great responsibility.
0: That's right.
1: So uh, four years ago in 2018, I decided to formalize these for us, to sort of focus the organization to support a social impact platform for the LCBO. So we called it the spirit of sustainability. That's
0: a great name. Yeah.
1: So the spirit of sustainability, it, it, it really supports the LCBO As an organization with which is is, has its its purpose led, it is a purpose driven organization. So through what you and I talked about before, through our good people, good planet, and good partners, the three P's, three P's, we've made a commitment to the province, yes, uh, to support uh, the environment as well as the social needs of the province, and at the same time we made a promise that we're gonna do it in a way that in the future, um, whatever we do is sustainable, it is equitable, and it has a positive impact on the province's uh, diverse communities. So
0: you're one of the only one in the world that I know of of that scale that has made such a promise and a commitment. So from the promise to the execution, how, how are you doing this?
1: That's a that's a very good question because I always say that uh, whatever is whatever is worth doing, yes. it's worth measuring. Yes, um, so that's where the PhD comes in. Yeah. We'll
0: talk about that shortly. Uh,
1: look, I think it is critical, and I say this to my uh, leaders at the organization as well as to other leaders: is that uh, you really need to create a specific measurable commitments and key performance indicators that you're able to measure uh, and you're able to report on those KPIs to the stakeholders, to your own employees, to those that you're asking to implement uh, sustainability. And one of the things that I found is that it really has to be led from the top. So it has to, the, 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 the culture of sustainability needs to be weaved within the organization at every level. And you really need to create or cultivate a culture to the core. Mm -hmm. You need, it has to become a core value. It has to become a way of life. And it's not easy because now you're talking about culture. Culture is not an easy thing to change. That's right. But it is, as they say, uh, culture, it's strategy for breakfast. So you really need to make sure that that culture is instilled and it is driven all the way from the top. And this is what we've done. We created uh, advocates and ambassadors and champions and helpers uh, all the way down the tree. Mm -hmm.
0: From you all the way down. Now, how do you succeed and how long does it take in an organization where you employ how many people?
1: 11,000 employees. We have 680 stores in the province of Ontario 11,000 employees. Amazing. We buy products from 84 different countries. Um, we are the number one export market for California. We're very proud of that. We're yes. very proud of the relationship we have with uh, the California wine industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can tell you, we're also and very we proud. And thank you
0: so much for that as well.
1: Our pleasure. I think it's been a fantastic partnership, uh, yeah. uh, Jean Charles. And, and, and I can tell you, that we're also very proud of the innovation that comes out of, of California in the area of sustainability. I know a lot of it is coming from the ground up. Yes. Uh, the Californians are looking at uh, green building methods. They're looking at uh, energy and water conservation. Uh, they're looking at uh, habitat restoration. Uh, there is a lot that is being done. Yes. Uh, I think that that needs to continue. If we're going to um, have an impact on climate change, which I know you guys have suffered the consequences over the yes. years here in this, in this uh, but it, state. But it may
0: need to go to that extreme for people to realize how important yeah. it is, sadly.
1: Well, you're right. I think It's we when really, it hurts that we react. Yeah. I, I, I personally think that we need to make sure that people understand the consequences of not doing anything right and then the benefits of whatever needs to be done to the people the planet the earth the business the brand Uh,
0: and and you've done an amazing job here which I would love for you to share when I met George he was in charge of all the supply chain the logistics and the analysis of every product coming into Ontario. I mean, it was a major job, and he was running that whole business, and we had big discussion on carbon footprint, emission, reduction, alternative energy, all the things that we're talking about today. It was 20 years ago. right? And George, you implemented some new programs to make us, as producers, realize that we got to produce differently, and we're going to bring just simply as a bottle, light or glass to the market. So right. give us some examples of all the things that has helped, dear friends, the world of wine move forward.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I started in quality assurance, as you said. And one of the things that we did then was to set standards for certain pesticide residues and other contaminants that are, qu- that are uh, were actually lower than the, uh, the Food and Drug Act and regulations in Canada. And I know that there was a lot of pushback by the industry at the time, but we worked with the industry. That's we right. didn't just implement it overnight. I believe in incrementality. I believe in doing things incrementally and in a collaborative way. That's in, his great background,
0: yeah. <laughs> coming from Socrates, Plato, and many other great philosophers. And we got to go to philosophy yeah. short. But, I,
1: I, you know, uh, Jean-Charles, I can tell you that it did work. Uh, we um, we worked very closely with our partners. And and, and as I always say, uh The suppliers and the agents and the producers are our partners. That's right. If you do well, we do well. We're not regulating. We are a retailer, as you know. We're not a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So we have the philosophy of customer centricity, of collaboration, of accountability. That's really our vision. Um, So starting from there, we were able to, today, more than 99 point something percent of the products that we buy, they have no contaminants whatsoever. And that's because... We set those standards. Yeah. I I, I call that sustainability. Yeah. The other thing that we did uh, in uh, the mid, in 2010 or so, is we decided to work with the industry to roll out uh, a lightweight Mm -hmm. glass bottle. That's right. And we spoke to glass producers. uh, We spoke to the industry. We did a lot of work behind the scenes. There's a lot of science on the 420 gram lightweight Mm -hmm. glass bottle uh, before we rolled it out, and we started with a 750 mL format at uh, 15.95 Canadian dollars or lower, and gradually we moved uh, a dollar uh, up and another dollar to. We're now at 18.95. But we also moved to, an, to the other formats, to the liter, the liter and a half. That's it. Um, and and that is ni- We have a 95% compliance today on the lightweight glass bottles. But what's really amazing is that this year. Yes we were able to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 25 tons, That's which true. is incredible. So I always say that we've just started. That's Another it. thing that, 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 we've, uh, that we have done, as you know, is we implemented the uh, Ontario Deposit Return Program, That's right. along with what we call the Blue Box, which is something we put on the curb side, uh, of, you know, every once a week, and you can put your as box a consumer in as a consumer box. So we're now in the low nineties of recycling glass, which is phenomenal. Yeah. So last March, I'm so excited. Last March, we celebrated the fifth billion return. Fantastic. This is and, fantastic. Yeah. And 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 this the end of 2023, we will be eliminating in Ontario the one time or single usage of plastic. And in addition to that, two weeks ago, my team and I made a commitment through Tree Canada to plant 91,000 trees this year. And we've already planted 125 in one hour, two weeks ago. And I think a lot of that planting is happening right now. So we're just, we're very excited. And we tell the story simply because... We want to partner with you guys. And
0: we thrilled work. that you're here to tell the story to the world and not just to California because we have 50 nations being represented this week here and they will right. hear you. How would you recommend, uh, and it's a tough question obviously because you are in a control environment, you run your 600 stores, you control your system to apply similar techniques and philosophies in total free market economies, like the U.S., like France, like Germany, like yeah. Japan, where it's a totally free market world and we want to go that way.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, sustainability is a journey. Yes, uh, and uh, everybody starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. And not everybody is going to be able to do everything. But I think everybody should be able to do something. That's it. Uh, so what I say to everybody, and I think it's very doable, uh, is cultivate that culture of sustainability to the core. Lead the way, uh, collaborate, Yes. share best practices. What we're doing right now is we're sharing, we're communicating the message. Let's do more and more of that. And as I said before, I'm not a manufacturer, I'm not a producer, we're a retailer. What would, from all of what you've done,
0: what would you like to see the world embrace the most out of all the different phenomenal environmental KPIs that you've put in place?
1: So we're, we're doing a lot and I yeah. think, but, but the industry, I must be fair here, the industry is doing a lot as well. Um, so from reducing the carbon footprint to reducing the greenhouse gas emissions, uh, a lot of the things that, the, that your, your company is doing here. For sure. Uh, whether it's the organic or biodynamic or uh, many of the other programs that you have, everybody is doing something to help. I think the biggest issue today, and I was going to go there before, is that we don't have a baseline. Yes. Uh, so that we can take that and promote it to the consumer. Like as a retailer, I would love who is facing the customer. We own the customer relationship. Uh, I would love my people, uh, my colleagues at the LCBO, the people that work on the floor, to be able to cascade your message, what you're doing, because yes. you guys are doing a lot. Uh, you can do you can do more, of course, and I think more needs to be done. Um, well, the fact that you allow
0: us to be in the store is one opportunity because we're in the house. Now, personality has to shine on that shelf, or on that display. <clears throat> yeah. And one of your skills is merchandising. So it's yeah. something you're you pushing forward.
1: <laughs> we we want to make sure that, that the message we're cascading is accurate. Yeah. We don't want this to become greenwash, uh, that everybody is getting on board and and, and is, is not really uh, providing accurate information to the consumer. Uh, so... We all need to get together and somehow come up with a standard That's right. that uh, we can use as the baseline to build on and to continue to cascade the message. I have to tell you that um, 58% of our consumers, the people that come into the store, they're looking for environmentally friendly packaging. They're looking for products that that uh, are um, climate neutral, uh, that are Geared towards reducing the carbon. That's a revenue. high number. I'm right. thrilled to hear this. Yes. So let's. Uh, and 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 here is the other thing. Our own employees. Uh, part of our employee value proposition is the spirit of sustainability. That's it. You know, I I interview. So they bought it. Yeah, I interview everybody uh, over the junior director and up, and I can tell you when I sit down with them, it's really not an interview. It's sort of a conversation for them to know who I am. And to know what our vision is of the LCBO uh, and every single person uh, tells me we love the spirit of sustainability we are attracted to the organization because of the spirit of sustainability so you know what we must be doing something <laughs> right I think it's it's gotta be well right. and in addition the time we're living
0: in on the pressure of energy is accelerating I think sustainability in many ways for sure you know I was in France last week and um, you know, the French president discussed obviously that last Wednesday in a big way, addressing you know just purely lights mm. in different rooms, water, um, electric vehicles, and recycling in a greater way, and and really so much that we know we will lack some supply of energy this For year. For sure, yeah. So we have to find solutions, right? It's accelerating it, and maybe providing a solution
1: alternatively, right? And you know what we're doing a lot of that as well as a as a retailer we own warehouses so we're ensuring that uh, the lighting is is energy efficient Uh, we build stores we have 680 stores we ensure that anything we build is is lead or close to lead certified yes Uh, we are eliminating paper i mean our head office uses very very little paper these days It's it's mostly digital as you know, we moved on to online, and we're using a lot of the digital technology today. Yes. So it's 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 becoming a way of life. Um, it's almost like health and safety. I always tell people that it has to be a core value. It has to be yeah. a way of life. Anything you do, you think of safety. It should be the same for sustainability. And 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 we're moving in that direction. I'm very I'm very impressed. happy. Well, let's that. have a
0: toast yeah, to again. that because. Yeah. We have a beautiful Napa Valley Cabernet. We're going to have to drink now. Wonderful. Here's,
1: Here's the other thing that I would say to the industry as well, uh, Jean-Charles, is um, we, we, we tend to speak a lot about the environment when it comes to sustainability. But there is another component, and it's the social component. Yes. Uh, and it's the people component. Um, so one of the things that we've done over the last couple of years at the LCBO is we created this... Um, diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity uh, platform. And under that this year, uh, we rolled out the Spirit of Inclusion oh, uh, Initiative. Love it. Uh, so we've gone to the industry like partners like yourselves. Yes. Uh, and we, we brought them in to be part of the Spirit of Inclusion Initiative. Yeah. So we were able to, together, in a collaborative way, uh, fund, uh, a number of women diverse women to enter to advance uh, and to thrive in our industry, which I think is it, it, it enriches the industry yes, so these exactly. are some of the things that we can do together i think absolutely uh, aside aside from obviously the uh, environmental um, things that we can do uh, that that Component of the spirit of sustainability for us is very, very important. Mm -hmm. We're very excited about this. And dear
0: friends, we have big news that will come in this fabulous marketplace of Ontario, maybe mid next year, on some unity messaging that we'll be doing together, which I'm very excited about. Now, ultimately, too, I mean, you're a true wine man. You've done your PhD in... Multifacets uh, themes that you should explain, ultimately as well, sustainability improves the quality of the content, Absolutely. the quality of the product. So what is so exciting when we talk about sustainable farming, when we talk about sustainable winemaking or organic, we are improving fundamentally the intrinsic quality of the taste.
1: That's, that's exactly true. Those three Ps, yeah. if they're done right, uh, they produce not only great quality of uh, product, but also greater profit. That's it. I mean, I've always said that if you can get the three Ps right, the fourth P, which is profit, is going to happen. Uh, we've had some phenomenal years at the LCBO, the last three, four years. We started this in 2018. Uh, we kept our foot on the pedal in every area of those three Ps. Uh, and my team is incredibly engaged with this. Yeah. Uh, and we have seen our bottom line grow as well.
0: And I know them well, and they are very focused on it. Give us
1: the top line of the
0: whole LCBO in sales. Mm-hmm.
1: So we are at about $7.5 billion in sales a year, Woo! of which $2.5 billion is actually net revenue, which we transfer back to the province of Ontario. And that money is used for, again, this is sustainability. It's used for uh, education, health care, infrastructure projects. So it's a great organization. Uh, It it really is a great institution. We're very proud of it. I think, I would say that the last five, six years, uh, uh, Jean Charles, the organization has moved to different levels. Yeah. Um, The last, in fact, the last couple of years, they were probably the most transformative years of the organization. We moved into a brand new head office. Mm -hmm. We built a brand new, Best in class store. I don't think you're going to see anything like it. Number two seventeen, if I remember. Queenskey, that's right. Yeah, we rolled out a brand new online platform. We have a brand new uh, loyalty program with Aeroplan. Uh, we moved into a brand new third party uh, facility, and all of that during the pandemic. And we've just celebrated 95 years. We had our 95th anniversary two weeks ago. So we yep. are really building the foundations for the next 95 years. Now.
0: Which is amazing as the biggest contributor to the province, probably. So when is the book coming out?
1: <laughs>
0: Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to finish this lovely
1: this, this sparkling wine sparkly.
0: from yeah. Carneros because we're going to try Napa Cap. You talked about diversity, uh, George. We've been very fortunately, friends, over two decades. And I know George's history and I've asked him if it was okay for him to share it with you, because when you talk about diversity and you talk about climbing up and integration and getting into a foreign land with nothing and look at where you are today. So would you be so generous for (laughs) everybody to be inspired by your journey? When you came in from Greece, because he came in from the beginning of our civilization, dear friends, let's talk about Greek gods. He's one of them. And, <laughs> and if you were Greek gods, uh, which one would you be besides George?
1: Well, I wouldn't want to be Zeus. Uh, <laughs> well, I couldn't come too close to you. Uh, you know what? First of all, I, I, I want to I say that... Uh, um, this uh, friendship with uh, Jean Charles um, has been incredible. I value our friendship so thank much. Thank you. Vice versa. Um, I, I love your parents and, and your your sister and your brother-in-law and, and Gina and the girls and thank you. And uh, you know, Christine and I are very blessed to have you as friends. Thank you. Um, I, I did come to Canada in the uh, the end of '74. Um, I was born in Cyprus. Yeah, as you know. Uh, became a refugee after the invasion uh, of the island uh, by the Turks. Just by the Turks, that's right. A, a moment of history, <laughs> dear
0: friends. In case you so. don't know, it was pretty pretty violent. But today is more peaceful.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's behind us. But um, you know, um, the, I'm also blessed to have immigrated to one of the best countries in the world, which is Canada. Yeah, yeah. I mean. As North Americans, we don't realize um, how incredible it is to live in, in these two countries, Canada and the United States. That's right. Uh, and I had um, I had the opportunity to work in restaurants. My background was in the hospitality uh, industry, so I worked. But came in restaurants. with virtually nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, I have to tell you that um, uh, during the uh, uh, after the war, I ended up in a refugee camp. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, my parents and I, uh, once or twice a week, we would drive to a refugee distribution center uh, to find clothing. Uh, And uh, we would pick up whatever was donated by other countries and bring it home. Um, So when we got the okay to come to Canada, we all had, each one of us had a suitcase. And in that suitcase, I put everything I collected from that refugee distribution center, which came from Canada. <laughs> so I actually brought it back. In fact, I still have a blanket, which I said that's to my wife, thing. You cannot dispose of this. This is going to go with me. Uh, so, uh, well, but anyway. Uh,
0: I, I, that's in many ways what we call destiny or fate.
1: It's, it's Who knows? fate. I, I, think, I think, though, uh, you're given opportunities in life. Yeah. And I was given the opportunity to come to, to Canada. And I was given the opportunity to work and go to school. Uh, and I was ambitious. And I knew that uh, um, if I am persistent and resilient, I will get somewhere. I never thought that I would get to where I am today, but I knew that I will get yeah. somewhere and I will try as hard as I can. Uh, and I had incredible parents who, you know, they lost their jobs as well. So they had to work yeah, and start labels. again. exactly. Start again, that's right. Which is crazy. Um, so, I was educated uh, uh, at uh, McMaster University. I did my undergrad in biochemistry. Um, I took a job with uh, the uh, material Wine industry. And then I did my diploma in enology here at UC Davis. Went back and did a PhD, a master's and a PhD at the University of Toronto. But I've always studied alcohol. I've always, uh, I looked at the the anti-carcinogenic and anti-atherogenic effects of red wine polyphenols, the positive and negative effects of alcohol. I think you have a copy of my thesis. Of course. (laughs) It's
0: on my desk at home in Burgundy, as you know. It was a lot of fun. This is a Bible, by the way. This is unbelievable.
1: (laughs) But I tell you, my my journey before and during my LCBO years uh, has been anything but a straight line. Uh, I started in quality assurance. I moved on into supply chain. Uh, uh,
0: well, before you it. did that, though, uh, you talk about hospitality when you were doing your studies. To, yes. make, to make a living, you work in restaurants.
1: Abs- and you know what? I loved every minute of it. I always say, Well, people, I
0: understand why, because you uh, met
1: your dessert. I did meet my wife <laughs> at her father's <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> the ultimate but, uh, dessert. But I have to tell you, uh, Jean Charles, that, and I say this to my people as well: if you want to learn customer service, you really need to work in the hospitality That's industry. That's right. You really need to work as a server, as a waiter, um, because it's the best way to learn customer service and to understand what is appreciated by the customer. Yeah. So that that to me. Um, Really shaped, I think, the way I think about customer centricity. That's
0: it. It's always been, even yeah. when you were in the supply side, always quality assurance, is always the centerfold of yeah. your approach. Yeah.
1: Whatever you do, and I say this to my people, whatever you do, you have customers. Yeah. You're leading and you have customers. So make sure that you understand customer centricity. Make sure you're collaborative. Make, make sure you hold yourself and the others accountable. Yes. It's a two-way street. Uh, And uh, that's the philosophy, that's the vision we implemented at the LCBO. Um, Now, George, your
0: phenomenal life, Um, how do you account such a success? Um, You've been very focused. You've worked really in one company over the last 29 years, years, 25. 25. So it's pretty impressive. Give us many of... All of us are reassessing after this pandemic, what we do, how we do things, how we live our life. I know you very well. You've been extremely focused and disciplined. Give us a little bit of the keys of your success.
1: I love what I'm doing. Yes. It's, it's a passion. It's my passion. Uh, but I always say to people, be careful with passion. Yeah. Because it's. It's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to know how to dial it up and dial it down. Mm-hmm. There are times when you really need to show your passion. And, and that's great. And passion is good. But there are times that you have to be careful because you can come across as intimidating yeah. or arrogant or I know it all. And people shut the door. That's right. Um, so and be a good listener. And the other thing that I've done all through my career, even today, is have good mentors. Got, have someone that you can, mm-hmm. you can use as a sounding board. Yeah. And when you get to my level, it's very difficult to have someone as a sounding board. So create uh, sounding board, create um, uh, relationships with people, not a lot of people, yeah. that you trust, that you know they're not gonna tell you what you want to hear, yes. but they're gonna be honest with you. Uh, and be persistent. And, and God, have fun. If <laughs> you if what you're doing, you're not having fun, get out of it. You're not going to succeed. I say this to my kids. I say this to all of my friends and, and colleagues and people that I mentor. Uh, is if you're not having fun, you're wasting your life because you only have one. That's right. Yeah. So You don't believe in reincarnation? I do. Oh, good. Because <laughs> that's a great... Greece- but I don't know when you come back what you're going to be. Do so. <laughs> you think you've lived before? I Probably. Probably. I just, you know, some days I think I have.
0: <laughs> you are one of the only president and CEO of the LCBO ever with that master's degree from Davis, understanding wine so deeply and having done your PhD on the topic. I mean, that's pretty amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I happen to be the the, uh, the the only one, maybe the first one. Who yeah. knows? Um, look, I think that the organization has done very well. Sure. I, it's 95 years today. We've had an incredible uh, story. Uh, my job is to raise the bar and to continue elevating the organization and to really build the organization of the future. By the way, one of the things that we're doing today, Jean-Charles, I'm very proud of, mm. is that we are embarking on what we call the future state modernization of the LCBO. Mm. Many, many organizations- So today, already
0: thinking about the future uh, more.
1: Well, you have to, as a yeah. CEO, it's not about you. It's about the organization and the future of the organization. So, as you know, many organizations today, um, they rely on uh, outdated technology, yes, uh, based on legacy languages and legacy systems, and we're no different than that. So we have um, created a, a robust business case, which we've taken through our board of directors and our minister and our the Ontario Finance Authority, and we have approval to uh, renew all of the technology of the LCBO. So the next three years, we're going to be incredibly busy. It's the number one priority of the organization. We have a lot of other priorities, of course, which is one, the customer is obviously right at the top. Uh, But this is something that I believe needs to be done uh, for us to be viable in the future and to actually be much better than what we are today. Wow, congratulations for
0: that. So as you're reaching for your glass, you're a doctor of wine. (laughs) Why don't you describe to show the world how a man who runs a almost 8 billion, because I'm sure you're going to break the 8 billion this year, runs an organization, but knows so much about wine descriptors. Tell us how this wine makes you feel.
1: You know, again, uh, this has been my passion. Um, I've been studying wine for the last 36 years. Uh, but it's not just about the studying is, is about passion yeah as as uh and i have to tell you my culinary background has really helped me to appreciate uh drinking and tasting wines and by the way this is a fabulous fabulous wine thank you this is uh an incredible cabernet sauvignon uh, full body an amazing finish lasting i think you can get much more over the next 10 15 20 years that's right yeah.
0: I don't think I want to wait that long.
1: Well, no, we can drink it now, and we can drink more in 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, we'll still be drinking together. I hope so. On the side of a Greek island,
0: maybe. It would be either Cyprus or the south of France, or maybe the Pacific Ocean of, of California. Or one of the Greek islands. Now, if you had not done what you've done, what would you have liked to do? God,
1: I don't want to think about that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I I am so content and and so happy. Yes, with uh, what I have done. Uh, that uh, I, I mean, look, when I went to university, I I I wanted to get into medicine. Yes, That's the reason why I went into into science. It turned out that it was incredibly expensive uh for me to do that mm-hmm. so i felt that it was important to do something that i really really liked uh and the opportunity came up with the wine industry and i never looked back and
0: you met your beautiful wife christina uh-huh. thanks to that hospitality
1: well that's the uh-huh. other thing why you a know? lady you know what they say is that that uh if you see a successful man there is and, and, and you know, an incredible uh, woman behind him, and, yeah. and my wife has been the uh, the uh, the skeleton, the uh, foundation for everything that I've done. To be honest with you, imagine I was married, I had two kids, I was doing my master's, I was doing my PhD, yeah. and I was also working. So you, uh, you know, we, it was is is a fantastic team. So
0: you see, that's possible, dear friends. Another question I'd love for you to elaborate on is culture, history, heritage. You come from one of my favorite heritage of all time, of everywhere around the world is Greece. Tell us about how that heritage may help you to be where you are today. Because I feel that education, that Greek background really somehow summarizes so much of the past.
1: I am very proud of my heritage, Uh, but I also know that I'm not unique. There are a lot of histories and a lot of people from other countries that have different stories, different background that uh, are just as good. Uh, But in my case, uh, one of the things that I've always kept in mind, and one of the things that was that was drilled in my mind as a young kid uh is a word is a greek word that's called philotimo yes uh and and to me i go by that in everything i do and i teach my kids to appreciate philotimo so explain
0: what it means because it's not philosophia it's philotimo which is slightly different yeah
1: philotimo is is a word that doesn't exist in english that has a lot of meanings But at the end, it means to be honorable. Yeah. Uh, And to me, that's incredibly important in life. It is incredibly important if you want to succeed, if you want to be successful. Yes. Uh, And and I've gone by that my entire lifetime. Uh, And that's part of my heritage. And uh, uh, as I said, though, my story is not unique, uh, Jean Charles. I want to make sure that people understand that. A lot of people yeah, but you are very
0: unique within the
1: story. <laughs> <laughs> that's but the key. A lot of people that come to Canada and a lot of people that came to this country through Ellis Island or through uh, immigration, mm-hmm. they have similar stories. They've they were more successful than I am, and that's because uh, of the foundations that our ancestors put together for this country. And and I'm very very proud to be a uh, part of, of Canada, a Canadian, uh, and, and, and someone who uh, has been able to get to where I have.
0: Well, and you're very respectful of the symbol you offered me on a beautiful piece of Greek marble is the tree of life. Right. You know, the symbol oh, yes. of where we come from yes. and how life develops and grows and multiplies and one creates one branch, something different each time. Yeah. That was very powerful. So now, George, comes the moment. You look at all our friends in the world and you give them what your view of the world is and how you see, you know, what we do to be like you or what's your advice in general to all of us. It could be your children to your grandchildren now, but... A wise word coming from the famous George Soleus, Dr. <laughs> Soleus.
1: Oh, it's a, this is a, a tough one because I think, I think, um, everybody should do their own thing. Yeah. Um, I did not copy anyone. I, I, I tried hard to get to where I am. Uh, and, and, um uh I feel that the reason I got to where I got is because of all the things that I mentioned to you before yes uh having a great family, mm-hmm. having great friends um, being honorable yes. um, having great mentors uh listening I think all of that, and there is much more that you really need uh, to do i i've always said to people as I said before um if you want to do something, go for it. Hmm. Don't hold back. Take some risks. I think taking risks is not a bad thing as long as they're calculated. Uh, I've taken risks. yeah, um, And uh, thank God they, they helped me to get to where I am. So that would be my advice. Uh, everything that I said before, but don't be afraid to make mistakes. In fact, that's how we learn. And that's how we get better. And that's the way I looked at it. I the the I, I take the, the risks that I know if I make a mistake, I can fix it and move on.
0: Yeah. And there's another thing that is important, is you have such great style. <laughs> and and we have something in common. We do friends. have something in common. Look yeah. at that.
1: I knew I should come with my Red Sox today. So this is the Red Sox
0: Society. Thank I you. love
1: George. It. <laughs> Thank well, you.
0: can I thank you so much on the behalf of all of us having been with you for the last 45 minutes spending such quality time dear friends very rare that we get the famous Dr. Soleas with us and so peaceful in the historical caves of Buena Vista to really tell us about his life his achievement and what he's leading what he's believing and you know so intimately. So, George, thank you thank for you. opening up to us to the next 20 years.
1: To The next 20 years, to our friendship. Absolutely. Thank you for hosting us here. To Philosophia uh, and Philly. It is an incredible place to be uh, visiting and to be, uh, um, you, you know, doing this interview. Well,
0: you're home at all time. You. You. To Canada, to America and to the world of possibilities. We'll drink to that. Thank you. Cheers, cheers.